Welcome to the first episode of Don't Tell the Film Bros, where we discuss all things movies. This episode, we'll be talking about the 2020 film, Minari, which means <laughs> you'll be listening to us talk about hot dilfs for 45 minutes. That's good. <laughs> I wonder, who's the other hot dilf? Just him. Just the one. <laughs> and that's him. And, he, and that's he's... enough. He's such a doofy accounts for multiple. Exactly, multiple exactly. <laughs> if there was like a gender neutral term, we could we could use it for um the mom and the dad. Pilfs. Pilfs. Like parents. Pilfs. Parents, elves. Pilfs. Pilfs. I like it. I like Pilfs. it. I know. It's Give good. me a, a pilf pill to make me feel sexually uh well mm-hmm. yeah okay <laughs> anyways <laughs> anyway, this is a great time for you to introduce yourself after you said that yeah okay so the the jokester here uh, my name is uh hector pagan i'm a uh, film student at columbia college chicago located in chicago i'm a sophomore um which is which translates to second year um i didn't know what sophomore was till Actually, for a while, um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what else. Is, I think that says oh, oh, you need to know about me. I'm a freaking film student. Um, he's a yeah. film bro. He's yeah, a, he's, he's the film bro in question. He's the film bro. Yeah, <laughs> um, token film bro. <laughs> my name is Veronica. Um, I'm 19, so the youngest of the bunch, and I'm also studying film, but in Puerto Rico. So that's fun. Good for yeah. you, right? Yeah. I'm Christina. I'm a STEM major. <laughs> that says enough about me. Um, I'm also in a private Catholic university. Also says a lot about me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My existence is suffering. Mm-hmm. That's all you need to know. Mm-hmm. And I'm also 19. And so, yeah, welcome to our podcast. This is our first official episode, and we upload every Monday. And follow us on Instagram. It's great for even more film content. We put a lot of of really cool posts up, which I think you'll enjoy. Yeah, well, on the, on the Instagram page, we we cover stuff we don't necessarily cover here, and it's really good stuff. I mean, really good stuff. <laughs> we all recommend our films and talk Super about why stuff. we think they're good and why we think more people should see them. Um, the three of us are not uh, journalist, uh, journalism students, but we like to think we are. We report on stuff going on in the industry. Uh, and also beyond that, this, this podcast, we're trying to do something a little different. So, you know, of course, essentially, we, we pick films and we talk about them, films that we like or don't like. It doesn't matter which is which. Um, but we all, we pick them all with a concept in mind. So you might see later on down the line, we'll pick, um, maybe a film the three of us really don't like, really don't get a kick out, out, out of at all. And, uh, but we, we might get a kick out of it if we have substances in our, in our <laughs> systems. Sounds uh, like we're going to do like crap. <laughs> Literally, I guess if we're going to do horror. I mean, I mean, you, you never know. You never know what I might be up to. Um, uh, I think I know. And I, <laughs> I think the answer is no. Um, but yeah, cool, cool stuff. Um, yeah, anyways. 
moving so, yeah, on. Make sure to follow us. Um, and on you can you can follow us on on Facebook as well. And the Facebook. The Facebook. The Facebook. Did I say the Facebook? Mark. Yeah, the Facebook. The Facebook. Facebook. Now follow us on Facebook. Um, and it'll be fun. It's the same content on both platforms. So today's film is Minari, directed by Lee Isaac Chung. I'm going to give like a super quick synopsis. A Korean-American family moves to Arkansas moves to an Arkansas farm in search of its own American dream. Amidst the challenges of this new life and the strange and rugged Ozarks, they discover the undeniable resilience of family and what really makes a home. Cute. I love that um, word, Ozarks. Good for them. It's a nice yeah. word. The show's pretty good, too. Anyways, Minati. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, the, like I said, directed by Lee Isaac Chung. Its main cast it consists of, forgive me if I butcher the names, which I will be doing throughout the entirety of this podcast. Um, Steven Yun, Yaun Yun. Uh, <laughs> that was horrible, bestie. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Hold on. Our apologies. Just, just say Grandma Yun. Apologies to the class. To the cast. Grandma Yun. Yeri Are you having like an Yeri allergic Yan. reaction to the name? She like so. you like get halfway through and then <laughs> the barf comes along or something. <laughs> um, a little. So yeah. Steven. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, um, amazing cast. The little boy, by the way, like I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but he's adorable. Yeah. His Instagram is the cutest thing ever. Every time he posts, it makes he's my day. So Anyways, um, I also found a fun fact about the film that I thought I'd share. It says Yun's red hat was a gift from his mother when he was 17. Isn't that the cutest thing ever? Good for him. Right? Mega hot vibes, though. Low-key. The hat. Mm. Just a little bit. Um, I mean... The only reason I thought about that, that surprises me because I thought that was like a, a, a director choice to get the, uh, I don't know, I thought it would be like a, it was supposed to look like a MAGA hat. Uh, and mm. maybe that was a, the whole thing, but I don't know. That's a cool little detail that he's wearing that hat from when he was a kid. Well, not yeah, a kid, maybe but young. Yeah. Well, yeah, like teenager. Maybe it was also like the kind of thing where they they just needed a red hat and he happened to have one. Yeah. And it was just perfect timing. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So what if you now that you're speaking, do you want to discuss your overall thoughts on the film? Yeah, sure. I would I would love to. Veronica. Right. Um I love the movie. I mean I think it's a I think it's quite excellent. Um I I loved it for its warmth and its humanity. I, I I when I watched the uh, trailers, I was expecting a lot of a, a a way more intense and hateful experience for the family. Um, I don't know the way the trailers constructed. I mean, it's still maybe in retrospect I was projecting that onto the movie because I thought there would be a lot of these films about immigrants coming to the states. You get a lot of. Uh, American hostility yeah. towards the immigrants mm-hmm. in Definitely. these films. And obviously that's a 
part of the experience. But I guess it was also nice to see a film that didn't get a lot of its power from that. Like, it still talks about how difficult it is for uh, immigrant families to come to the States. It still talks about how difficult it is um, for children going up in the States from different countries to mm-hmm. keep in contact with their culture. Uh, we're going to get later I, I that into one of the main themes of the movie, which is Americanization. Uh, the kids are severely Americanized in the movie, for better and for worse. Um, and so it, 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 it's a refreshing way to tell the story. Um, and I found myself happier than I thought I would be throughout the whole movie, even though it's underneath a very melancholy, sad experience because so much is going on that's very, very disheartening. But uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's a great film. <laughs> I think we knocked it out of the park. Everybody knocked it out of the park. Definitely, definitely. Well, um, I think unlike both of you, I kind of went into the movie kind of blindly in the sense that I did watch the trailer, but I had like, I could not tell you what the trailer consists of because I do not remember anything because uh, I saw it so long ago. But um, yeah, I think that was like the best decision I could have taken because I think going into going blindly into movies is like the best way to do to go about it, especially with like a film like this. Um, and yeah, it was, I, I really liked what Ixor said, like really heartwarming. Cause I feel like that's like the best way to describe it despite, you know, the sad parts because <laughs> there are sad parts. Um, but actually it wasn't as sad as I thought it would be. Like I had discussed it with Christina a while ago cause she was the first one who saw it and without, right. Like without spoiling what happens, she told me that she was sad and I was like, oh shit. You know, when I started watching the movie, I was like, this one's going to die when I saw the grandma. And then I shouldn't laugh. And then with the when when, you know, like when she got the stroke as well, um, that part was it so was. Sad. But anyways, overall, like we can talk about the details later. I really, really enjoyed the movie. Everyone's performance was amazing. Um, and it, everyone's performance felt so raw as well. Very natural. Which I really liked very natural um and maybe a lot of it is because obviously I don't know about the like the actor's background but like I'm sure that they've experienced something similar maybe not with them directly but like with their family um or their grandparents or their grandparents grandparents which I think brings like another you know like more depth to the film overall and yeah, I loved it. So Word. what did you think, Christina? I mean, y'all said everything I had in my, in my mind. So like, <laughs> yeah, honestly, I liked it. Like y'all said, very heartwarming, very real, very raw performances. And it was a great movie. Great, great movie. movie. Absolutely. You, you, you said you found it very, very sad, Christina. Over, overall, I'd like to ask you overall. Did, did did you find it overall a, a happy experience or a saddening experience? I think for me, I, uh, I was, I think a little bit of both, but most of the movie I was sad because I was just like thinking about the grandma. 
yeah. I was just saying, but the ending, it, it was it was hopeful. Like it was sad, but the ending gave you a little bit of hope. Just just a just, a just just a just a one, just a one hope, just a hint. But <laughs> yeah, I think I was mostly sad though. I won't. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, did you guys cry? I did. <laughs> but I was you having did. a rough day already. I, so that was just I like, got uh, sprinkle. Quite close. I think I shed a couple tears at some moments, but mm-hmm. um, I, I yeah, yeah, like I got teary eyed. I, I wouldn't say like I was sobbing, I was sobbing, but my eyes watered. <laughs> but yeah, and like the grandmother, oh, her performance was incredible. It was, oh my god, I want to talk about her. If y'all give me the space, it. I love of that course. woman. Listen, for our viewers, just know. I listen to K-pop. I watch K-drama, so I know. I know. Mm-hmm. T- I could say I know a little bit about it. I'm not an expert, but I know. I think you are. Mm-hmm. Oh, girl, I'm going to get canceled after that. But uh, <laughs> no, but I do know. She's fluent in Korean. Oh, girl, please. <laughs> You're making it worse for me. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but yeah, um, she's very well known in Korea. Like, like she's, she's super famous over there because she's been in a bunch of... With Korean movies, she's been in a bunch of dramas. But what I love about her, she has this show. Like, she's so cute in the movie. And at first, like, I had known about her before the movie. And I was like, oh, I think her personality is going to be very different in this movie. There, it's, She was playing herself, basically. Like, she's very, you know, you could say she's like a bro girl. <laughs> a a bro girl. I hate that term. But, yeah, she's like a very cool grandma. Like, she's not like, like Edgar said in his letterbox review because you know i read those <laughs> just in case um, <laughs> i'm a good friend i'm so grateful <laughs> yeah like he said like he like she's not the typical make you cookies grandma she's like you know card mm-hmm. playing cool grandma and she's just like that yeah. in real life anyways what i was going with is she has this show um it's called Yoon's mm-hmm. kitchen and each season she sets up her own little restaurant she sets up her own little restaurant in a different country. Like, one season, she did it in Spain. And she goes, her, with, like, a bunch of other famous actors in Korea. And they have their mm-hmm. own restaurant. It's, like, a season of them trying to, like, be restaurant owners. And it's the cutest thing ever. It's so funny. That it is, is so, so cute. cute. The last season, it was her, the guy from Parasite. Both of the guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wushik and oh. Sojun that plays his friend that gives him the job. Both of them were there. Mm-hmm. And they set up, like, this traditional Korean restaurant. And they invited, like, yeah, like, foreigners to give them, like, traditional Korean experience. And the season before that, mm-hmm. they went to Spain. Yeah. Like, that's so crazy. Like, they went to Spain, and it was the cutest thing ever. Anyways, just wanted to share that. She's the cutest. And, 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 that's so cute. It's funny. She's, like, this massive, like, cook. And in the movie, she doesn't know they how go to cook. out of yeah. their way to, yeah, that's a great thing. Uh, I mean, speaking, already speaking about uh, the grandmother character and actors, um, let's talk about the excellent, excellent performances from every single one in this cast. Um, if I would have had my way, I know Stephen Young was nominated i know i I don't want to butcher the names of the other performance but uh uh the 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 lady who plays the the grandmother 
mm-hmm. uh, Eon's wife. Um, I know, I know the lady who plays the grandmother and Eon, they both got nominated, but if I would have had my way, I would have also nominated, uh, uh, the wife. Yeti? Because, yes. Phenomenal. Um, she is fantastic. She is so good. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I've read stuff from people that, that say that she, in their opinion, she was the best performance out of the film and i wouldn't push back on that, that i kind of agree much. too I, I she did amazing i my, yeah she was stunning in in that movie she was so great so uh held back so every all of her reactions told you everything you needed to know i was watching a a, a conversation yesterday like a roundtable conversation between a bunch of the actors from last year and Yun was in it and all the people in the conversation were complimenting him because his performances, even though great performances, were very loud, very dialogue-heavy performances, mm-hmm. very perform. You know, I mean, it's a performance, but it's very performative in the sense that they were very flamboyant and loud, and and not you can never take away from that. That's a great way of acting. But they also took a moment of the conversation to talk about how important. How, how even more powerful and how most of them within their performances, they like these moments more than any of the other monologues. It's the quiet yeah. moments in performances. Um, all of them were like, oh yeah, I, I, I played these loud ass power monologuing characters. And my favorite moments are where they're like alone and, and uh, you know, quiet and thinking. And Yun and every one of the actors in this film have moments like that for most of the film. Uh, most of the, the stuff you need to know about them is kind of conveyed through glances, through uh, subtle movements and body language. And uh, there's this moment in the film where Yun has to take his kid to the uh, to the hospital to get him get his heart examined. And mm-hmm. they get there, and he had brought like the box with all the vegetables, and he was gonna bring it with him to the to the hospital and they get into an argument and it's like oh don't bring that where the hell are you gonna put it he's like oh we'll go park downstairs time passes she's inside they're already finishing up the exam and he comes in and he still has the box and there's this really quiet moment where he yeah. comes in with the box and the look that she gives him of disappointment and anger first mm-hmm. anger, she goes through anger and then she switches to disappointment and then she realizes i can't like this guy anymore because he just prioritized his dream over his family so what's important what's more important to him right now yeah um and that's all in the span of a couple seconds and yeah once again i mean they did better than last year every actor in parasite should have been nominated they nominated two of them this year for this korean film I hope that for the next Korean film that gets nominated for Best Picture and a bunch of other awards, because it's going to keep happening, because Korean mm-hmm. cinema is so good, yeah. that mm-hmm. next time they nominate every single fucking one, because all of them deserve, deserve, deserve Best <laughs> Actor, Best Actress nominations. You get into I rest my yeah. case. I agree. I agree. And not to, you know, like derail from the conversation, but what were your thoughts? Like, I'm curious to hear about, like, the father. Because a part of me was, like, you know, I was hoping with him. I was, like, shit. Like, I want I want this, like, to, 
I want this, you know, farm like to take off for you because that would be amazing. And, and, um, for the entire family as well, like not only for him, because like, that's actually what he loves to do, but for the entire family. So they can finally have, you know, financial stability. But at the same time, I was siding with the mother and I was like, homeboy, come on. Like, I, I feel like it didn't click for me until, or like, you know, like I was, I, I sympathized with the wife as well, but like in the fire, when he went to get like his first, like as soon as he got to the house, he went the he went to get the the fruits and vegetables, and yeah. instead of the grandmother, yeah, and like I was like, what the fuck, like and and that's why I I I, I sympathize with both sides because like it's more it's so much more than just fruits and vegetables, like that's like their literally their livelihood, but um, I feel like that's like and that scene it's where it clicked for me and I was like okay like I get. I understand the the wife at this point because this is this is too much, um, but yeah. What were your thoughts on that? I had a hard time. I think the movie doesn't want you to take sides. Honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Because I I wanted him to succeed because it's hard. You know, this is um very clearly what he's passionate about is what he's been wanting to do for most of his life. Uh, given the circumstances of his life, he's had to sacrifice it for, I think he says like 10 plus years. I worked for 10 plus years. And now we had this opportunity, you know, mm-hmm. just literally checking if, if, if the chicks and his, and his uh, literally in front of him are male or female. That's literally his job. And he's great at it. But it's not what he wants to do with his life. So he's had this mm-hmm. kind of like midlife crisis where he really, really wants his dream to work because he knows that if it does work, it'll provide for his family really, really well. And he'll be happy because he'll be doing something he really loves, but it's not working. And he mm-hmm. is constantly running into obstacles. And you need to wonder till when is he going to keep doing this? So it, it, I don't think it... It, it, it's kind of like, um, better you're going to love this. It's kind of like a marriage story situation. <laughs> I was going to say that, but I was like, I need to stop um, comparing every fucking film to marriage story. Uh, well, so. well, marriage story, Kramer versus Kramer, uh, whatever film about, you know, the the marriage dynamics, you know. Yeah. Obviously, marriage story is a much different fucking film. This is about yeah. an immigrant Korean family. Marriage story is about rich white artists, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, but... But still, you know, it's a it's a movie that I don't know who I root for, uh, mm-hmm. and, and I don't think you're supposed to root for anybody. I think mm-hmm. that's the point of the movie. These movies are trying to tell you these situations are complicated, and you can't necessarily pick a side because if you were in the situation yourself, it's trying to it's trying to show you what the situation would look like in, in from your point of view. So if I were in that situation, I would only see it from my side. Yeah. And then, then you have these movies telling you, look, there's no fucking point in doing this to each other because there's going to be no outcome, no no good outcome. And there wasn't, you know, the, the climax of the movie is incredibly tragic. Um, but, but yeah, um, 
Yeah, that, those are my thoughts. Cristina, what do you think? I agree with both of you. I think it was very hard to choose sides for that reason because, like Hector said, I think the movie purposefully makes it that way so you don't have to choose a side. And I love movies like that because mm-hmm. it makes you think. Yeah. You know? But I yeah. will say... You love Marriage Story. What? You got to watch Marriage Story. Well, we'll see about that. But... <laughs> I want to. But anyways... I mean, Cristina's not as adamant about rich white yeah, people in crises as, as, as much as we are <laughs> as much as we are um yeah but, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah i think i i was definitely torn like like veronica i was definitely a lot more turn, torn between the two at the beginning of the movie just because i hadn't seen like yoon's prioritization yet but then at the end i was mm-hmm. definitely on the wife's side because i get I definitely get where he's coming from. It doesn't make it right, but it does give you an insight on why he prioritizes his farm that much. Because at the end of the day, even yeah. though he does prioritize his farm over his family, he's still doing it for his family. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. his, he just took it a little too far. And that's why he yeah. became such a, you know, that's why he ended up prioritizing whether he wanted to or not. He ended up putting it over his mm-hmm. family, even though that's... And what he was trying to and do it for. It's 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 also think, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh no no, I'm sorry. I was just gonna say like really quickly that I think it's really interesting. Um that I, I kind of had like the same um thought process where I was like, Okay, yeah, like it sucks, like he's he's prioritizing the farm over his family, but at the end of the day, like the main reason that he's pursuing this and like taking all these risks is to help his family but I also think that there's this really interesting scene where they're at the hospital and the wife is is practically begging him like why don't you come with us like this is too much of a risk we need to go back to California and she's asking him like why are you doing this and then he says something along the lines of my kids need to see their dads be good at something or like actually be successful. And I was like, oh shit. Like, because you know what I mean? Like it makes you think like, is he doing this for his yeah. family or is he doing this? So like to keep up with the appearance. I, I, and like, yeah. I, I also think, I don't think it's fair to say either yeah. or because it's definitely both. But I think it's like, it's really interesting to kind of see it from that perspective like and then you can say the same thing completely different example but when the man comes to their house um and then he has a fight with his wife and he's like oh no Great why do scene. you do this cuz like he doesn't he doesn't want he doesn't want to to seem needy he doesn't need other people like he's the man of the house he can get shit done so i also feel like i think that's why like i'm not saying that i chose any one side because as Hector said I don't think that's the point yeah. of the movie. But if I had to choose a side, <laughs> I think I was kind of like more with Me the too. mom. Because, just because of, of those two yeah. scenes. And I do sympathize with yeah. both characters. But it was just like, it was like all those like little scenes throughout the film where I was like, shit. Like, I feel like a part of this is selfish. A yeah. big part. I'll leave it at that. You can continue at third. That was, yeah, I was going to say the very similar thing. But I still, like, when Cristina asks, like, well, what are you doing it for? I'm pretty sure, like, the lines are, get very, very blurred mm-hmm. throughout the film about what he's doing it for. Mm-hmm. And then this whole, it, it's such a great, uh, I mean, we've seen this tons of times before, but never through this lens. It's such a great representation of, like, 
Western masculinity almost the mm-hmm. whole like uh, uh, needing to provide and getting feeling emasculated when another man comes in and does something else that and when you mm-hmm. that 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 kind of like you know it's a Walter White thing it's a Walter White thing. I mean definitely obviously a bunch of men you know do this uh and have been continue to do this and, and have been doing this for years decades centuries um but but it's a Walter White kind of thing where charity and help and and yeah. doesn't get it done and and that feeling of empowerment uh because I, I even though I do think essentially these are men doing things for their families they they end up getting carried away with it because they feel empowered by it. They feel empowered by the mm-hmm. feeling, I am doing something myself. This is something mm-hmm. I am very good at. I don't need anybody else's Definitely. help. Uh, he reluctantly gets this Paul guy. He doesn't want Paul um, to help him at first. He ends up hiring him because he, he needs to accept his help. He can't do it all on his own. He mm-hmm. The water aspect is a very important part. Uh, he was gonna pay for water. I'm I'm not saying water should cost fucking three hundred dollars like it does in the film. Um, you know, just for him to have water, but but it does bite him in the ass later on because he thinks, so oh, I have mm-hmm. water, I can use my water. It it runs out eventually. Um, yeah. It, 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 I don't. I never thought I'd be comparing him to Walter White, but it reminds me of Walter White. He had he, <laughs> he had to get Jesse in it, and he had to bring somebody into it, and whatever Jesse kind of like gets in his life and his personal life he gets like very very upset um definitely i think it's also important like to note that the film takes place in the 80s it's in the 80s right i think so i am not sure i think it's in the 80s i'm pretty sure it's in whatever it's not like it's not now it doesn't take place like in present day yeah um but like this isn't something Mm -hmm. new like this dynamic isn't like like this we see this dynamic every day you know what i mean whether it be like in our own families or on film and tv as well like that do place that do take place in present day um but yeah i think there's like one of the one of the many themes could be like toxic masculinity and like providing um anyways <laughs> i just thought i'd touch on that because i thought that it was like a really interesting definitely question to ask I think I think I got this point I'm just comparing every film to marriage story but I think it's similar to marriage story in the sense of like you're asking (laughs) yourself like okay who's who's in the wrong here and who's in the right but there's no right way to answer that question you know what I mean um so yeah but amazing and what did you guys think of the cinematography gorgeous beautiful movie absolutely beautiful it's not uh, it, it's funnily enough, there's not much to say. It's just a very traditionally shot, beautiful-looking movie. I don't think mm-hmm. there's anything mm-hmm. crazy going on, but I don't think that's a negative thing either. Uh, I think that yeah. works to the film's advantage. It's a simple film. It's a uh, to-basics movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's similar to like Nomadland in that sense where both are like the cinematography is spectacular, but it's not necessarily because like they're doing something crazy. Like it's very much like nature, beautiful cinematography. (laughs) And 
Yeah, like the score. As oh well. my god! Can also, I please give my two cents on the score? This yes, score was. Of course, please do. First of all, in case you didn't know, most of the soundtrack was produced by. I mean, not most. All the soundtrack was produced by Emil Mossery. I don't know how to pronounce their name, but they also mm-hmm. did Kajillionaire soundtrack. The last oh, really? black man and that in San Francisco amazing. as well. And Period. one of literally my favorite song out of the soundtrack was the one that Yeti sang, Rain Song. And I find it mm-hmm. so cute. And also so fitting I loved it. I loved that it. they like let her sing it. And I also feel like I mean it might just be me reaching and like trying to find connections and stuff. But I also think that that's a really great way to like kind of infuse Korean culture into the movie in like a non-traditional way because a lot of mm-hmm. Korean movies and dramas, all their soundtracks usually include like a cast member singing it. And I feel like mm-hmm. that's something you rarely see like in Western film. And they should start doing it, honestly, guys. I feel like it gives mm-hmm. you a, a more like personal touch to the movie like having a character or like a cast member sing a song definitely like it gives it a lot more emotion Mm -hmm. and i just i love the soundtrack it was so fitting definitely added to the movie yeah and that's so interesting that um the person that scored it also did um the soundtrack for the last black man in san francisco and kajillionaire all three are amazing um and so yeah what what did you guys rate the film i give it five five stars out of five <laughs> i gave it a four and a half yeah i gave it a i gave it a four and a half too which is like a like a nine out of ten <laughs> no no like but i want to know what it what what was it that like held you back from that last half of the star why is it a five? It should be a five. For real. Why wasn't <laughs> okay, it a five? Like, okay, maybe. Okay, I'm not saying that. Okay, this is this is my thing with like rating movies. I feel like it doesn't even necessarily have to do with the movie itself. It's more like my experience, which I guess it's so it's subjective to everyone. Um, but like what I do, <laughs> like my silly little letterbox account. I you didn't have to like you didn't have to phrase it. I think it was necessary. I think it was necessary. I think it was necessary. <laughs> but I like if obviously like if I'm like in love with a movie and I think it's amazing, flawless, I usually give it a four and a five a four okay, girly. I usually give it a four and a half. However, when I'm like como que when I'm taken over by a movie and I like am no longer in this world, I am living in the movie and it's just like to a whole other level, I reserve those. To, I reserve those five stars for those films. So that's like, not to, you know, rail off, but that's like how I felt with Nomadland. Um, that's how I felt with like Little Miss Sunshine, just like naming, you know, five star movies that I've rated for that, right? So that's why I gave it a four and a half. It wasn't funny how those like movies movie are about white people, huh? <laughs> I'm kidding. Please. Don't cancel. Parasite, Don't Parasite. Cancel parasite i gave five stars um like without a doubt it was definitely that kind of movie for me um but also yeah i feel like a lot of it 
like the plot itself I loved um but I, I don't know I guess I'm more of like an excitement kind of gal I like to be excited and I was obviously in the climax but shut up <laughs> were you were you, were you but, excited in in marriage story when when I, I was excited. Scarlett Scarlet Johansson does her little dance, you know, little white girl little dance. Was, it was very entertaining. The little white girl <laughs> dance. No, but okay, with Marriage Story, I feel like because like half of the fucking movie, they're no like, like eighty percent of the movie, they're just like fighting. It's so you can't be bored, and I'm not saying I'm not saying that because I was bored in Minati, but I think it's just more like you're on the edge of this on your seat for a lot of the time, whereas with Minati, it's like very slow pace. Um, but still, four and a half. That's an amazing score. So yeah, I loved it. Amazing movie, Hector. What, what was Four your reason half. for not giving the other half? Um, No Man Land was better, and I gave that a five. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, let me elaborate. Let me elaborate. Um, <laughs> I mean, you're not kidding because you did give. I, it I'm not. I'm not five. kidding. Look, I like. I didn't like No Man Land, but that has nothing to do with why I gave it a four and a half. It was a joke. Um, uh, why did I give it a four and a? Sorry, I gave it a four and a half. <laughs> I give it a four and a half. Um, me with scores, it's definitely much, definitely based on feeling. Uh, there is an element of uh, critique there and criteria um, going on. Uh, there's a certain things that the movie needs to get right for me, but I'm so loose on taste. I like so many different kinds of styles of filmmaking. Like, I watched Minar yesterday and loved it, and I could have watched. Uh, the Father, which is another film I need to I need to watch just to catch up on the on the Oscars or Judas and the Black Messiah or any film uh, of that kind of like a you know awards worthy you know I hate that term but you know nature but I ended up watching uh, Final Destination Five and I you. get and I loved that movie so I I have a very I don't want to say fuck. Did you give that one five stars? I gave no. I gave it a four. I gave it a four. I really mm. like that movie. Um, but only uh, a half star away. That's a little concerning. Uh, it's not concerning if you have amazing <laughs> taste. Um, I I I I just love a lot of different kinds of movies and styles, and I like I, it's that, that kind of stuff. So it's at the end of the day, if for as much criteria as I have, I have I do it based on feeling, like. Uh, and this movie, when I finished it, it felt like a four and a half. It did virtually everything right. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, as for, I don't have any real flaws with it. It, it flows beautifully. It has amazing performances. Uh, were a great script. Um, and I think, but I, I think it's a story we've seen uh, before. But I think obviously it's enhanced and made new and fresh by having it be from a the perspective of a Korean family and staying true and authentic to that family. It's made by uh, Korean filmmakers and Korean artists. And that's important. The times are changing. A lot of these movies used to be made by white people. It's films about people that aren't white made by white people. And some of them can be good. Some of them can be good. Jesus Christ. Some of them can be good. <laughs> some, of, some of them can be good and some of them can be very, very uninformed. Uh, I'm rambling at this point, but I, I don't know. It just felt... More like a four and a half. Like a four and a half. Well, I, I disagree. I, 
Um, oh, that's good. That, that, that's great. We know, we know. I, I love it when, when that happens. Yeah, I don't know when that happens. Well, Hopefully. I gave it a I five star like, because I'm easy I to like please. Because it is. No, it is. And also, I'm easy <laughs> to please. I feel like the best way that I can describe it is like when I finish watching a movie, I don't like, and it's a five star, I don't even have to think about it. You know what I mean? Like, it's like I go in Slitterbucks, I'm like, five stars, done. Um, with other movies, like, usually, but that's like, that doesn't happen super often. Um, more often times, I'm like, you know, four, four and a half, three. Yeah. I'm not saying that that happened here. Like, I was like, I was like, yeah, four and a half is a good score. But I feel like that, you know, like that, um, not to sound pretentious, but that like euphoria, like when you finish watching a movie and you're like, perfect. Five out of five, 10 out of 10. And like, you just do it, put it on letterbox. So you're silly little letterbox account. <laughs> You don't have to um, say that twice. Uh, she does. I, I think I do, I though. Think no, I disagree. <laughs> Hater, whatever. why are you being sexist? Wow. Think about wow. That. wow. 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 No I guess I have um, headed over to the timeout zone now to think about my yeah. mistakes. Um, but anyways, yeah, I think... Um, I think it's a four and a five, and that's like super fucking generous. It's like not even, it's a half a star away. Um, so true. Also, like movie, I, I tend to be it. quite generous too. You know, I I give most movies yeah, five. Yeah, I mean, it, I gave that a four though. So that that's I not think that's pretty saying. generous. <laughs> that's not what I was saying. But I was talking about the fives so, though. Like I'm pretty generous with the fives. Um, uh, the uh, a movie I wasn't that generous with is going to be the topic of our next episode so oh, i guess we'll i guess we'll we'll have to have another argument then <laughs> i think i think that's gonna be a spicy oh episode. definitely and i'm just gonna be a spectator exactly but i'm man. actually so curious to hear your your thoughts my thoughts on um on the film because i think you're really gonna like it that i, I think am, you're in a side of me I think okay. you are. I hope so. Um, I think you're going to side with me. And if you don't, I will leave. So. Okay. <laughs> I thought we were yeah. making a point about not taking sides and seeing other well, people's uh, points of view with the same respect as the others. And everybody has their own uh, mission uh, with their endeavors. Yeah. But you know, if, you, if, boo, if, right? if, if you want to be... If you want to be girl boss, you know, that's just not my thing. I do. It's just not my thing. So as a girl boss, right, that applies to everyone except me. Okay. So I think that's like the perfect way to close this episode. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So thank you. Thank you for listening to the girl boss and the film bros. Um, Please make sure. I think we should rename our film podcast that. Two girl bosses (laughs) and a film bro. Right? But yeah, thanks for listening to Don't Tell the Film Bros. Um, make sure to keep up with our social media where we're going to put even cooler content um, and also where we're going to reveal our next topic for our next episode. Tune in next week. Ciao. Bye.